Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show on a yet another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. That is Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where I am sitting happily. We're going to spend a couple hours on the show here today engaged in what you've come to expect, which is energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, and national news and politics. We'll talk a little bit about parenting, uh, music, um, the outdoors, uh, plans for the future, community activism. Oh, we got it all. Got it all today. Jam-packed show. Uber producer Dan Peters is in studio with us today. As always, thanks for spending some time on your radio, Information 1000 KSO, maybe driving around out in your car or, you know, at home, uh, taking care of a few things this afternoon before you head out to Jazz Fest. Maybe you're streamed live on KSO.com if you're uh, one of the unfortunate few who's sitting inside at work today. Well, Dan and I are working, but you know, a lot of you people are out there cruising around, getting ready for the weekend. This beautiful July weekend, it doesn't get any better. Uh, maybe you've got that KSO mobile app going and you need that. If you don't have it, go get it. KSOO on any of the platforms. They are available to you. Remember, you can always follow along on Facebook Live as long as we've got a good, solid internet connection, which we do today, thankfully. You know, sometimes it fades. The internets are not 100% reliable, as we know. Wireless technology sometimes lets us down and you have to go to, you know, your radio, which is good. That's fine. Information 1000. That's fine. That works. Right, Dan? We adapt when we have to. Yes. Speaking of Dan, he of the voice, uh, he is manning the Twitter account at P. Lally Show at all times. So that's always good. Giving you updates, links, all the stuff you need. The appendum, appendium, appendium to this show. The addendum, the uh, appendix. All the supporting data and materials that you need for thoughtful, energetic, and entertaining conversation. Is appendium actually a word? Nope. I don't think so. All right. I think that's, I think the appendium, uh, you can get it out. Well, it's somewhere near. No, the you've <laughs> only got one. There's not multiple appendia in your, in your. <laughs> uh, we're just making up words. That's what happens. Uh, eventually, eventually it will be in the dictionary. Um, hey, uh, speaking of weather, my God, could it get any better for Jazz Fest? No, it could not. It, I mean, with no threat of any sort of precipitation during this whole ordeal. No, and it's going to be uh, agreeable temperatures, you know, uh, agreeable humidity. It'll be lovely out there in the evening. I just, I don't, they couldn't dial it up any better. The sun's out for the, you know, for tomorrow. I think it's supposed to be beautiful in the afternoon. You don't have to lock down your chairs. And, 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 you know, weight them down with bricks yeah. of certain heft to be able to, to keep them, you know, anchored to the ground. Yeah, bring your tent stakes and that sort of thing. Get a, a fly off of the, you know, some sort of strapping. You don't need to do that. That's good. You can, you can walk around without fear of being struck by debris. All these are good things for an outdoor two-day music festival featuring Jimmy Vaughn this evening and... Uh, you know, Friday night is often the bigger of the two nights, I have found. But tomorrow night's Taj Mahal. Should be a big night. I'm going to be out there. Um, I'm going to be, I think I've said this earlier this week, I'm going to be manning, volunteering for the uh, Spoken Sport Bike Valet. 
which is so here's the deal people here's how you avoid all the uh the parking uh the shuttles and the uh the walking and I'll, you get on your bike you ride it over to uh the park you get off your bike we take your bike it's right next to the stage boom you're there couldn't get any easier we uh make sure that uh, your bike is secure uh and it's it is it is uh lovingly stored for the duration of your visit now if you're not a night biker you know that is a concern but don't worry you can ride at night just get a light it's easy it's easy the bike trail's awesome it's right you just come into yankton trail park boom there's the bike valet you get off your bike walk up it's, you go over do whatever you need to do it's really a nice service that spoken sport provides to the jazz fest and i'll be out there i'm gonna be there about six because I can imagine what you could do as, as a plan. You could park at Tomar, which is just to the east, mm-hmm. and then you, you just basically, if you, you bring your bike along, and then you can bike over from, from Tomar or, or from any sort of, you don't even have to drive your car. You could just, you know, get on, hop on the bike trail, zoop over to the Yankton Trail Park. But that's a really good idea, Dan. Um, say you don't live near the bike trail or, or you know, you don't want to ride at night or whatever. But riding the bike trail at night's no big deal. The worst thing you do, you ride off into the grass. You know, you'll be okay. But uh, there's enough of a moon that it'll be lit. Uh, but you can park anywhere along the way there if you don't live with in vicinity. Pasley Park is a good place to go. Lots of parking there. Uh, you mentioned Tomar, Tut Hill. Uh, uh, the other side, you got your Sertoma. Any of those areas, and then you just boom. It's a you know like a mile or two over. To, that's that's a great idea, Dan. And then you just, you know, strap a few things to you. can carry stuff still. You'll be all right. Just be careful. There'll be people walking too. So don't run into anybody. But that's, I'll be out there. Stop and say hi if you're listening to the show and you're going to be riding your bike. Or even if you're not riding your bike, just stop by and say hi. I love talking to the listeners of this program. You know, maybe, maybe this is your opportunity to really tell me what you think. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> Come on, we can. We have common decency standards in our world here. That's people. true. That's true. This is a time for us to come together communally in a celebration of music, right? So that'll be fun. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, so Jimmy Vaughn tonight, that should be a uh, really nice show. We had Rob Joyce on the program earlier this week talking about Jimmy, and I was mistaken thinking that he had been here before with the Fabulous Thunderbirds, and Rob had to correct me on that. So... Uh, Jimmy Vaughn, of course, the older brother of Stevie Ray Vaughn, and uh, should be a good night of sort of that that walk and talk in Texas blues. Looking forward to that. Are you going at all, Dan? You going to make it out? Take the kiddos out there maybe tomorrow afternoon? No. No, not going to nope. happen. I got some station responsibilities tomorrow. Oh. You, you got to, like, do a NASCAR race or something? No. Or a KXRB? No, actually, I'm I'm over at the fairgrounds. Oh, really? Yeah. You're doing a, doing a remote? Dan yeah. Peters out and about? Yes, I am. What's that for? That'll be, um, it is sponsored sponsored by our friends in the red shirts. Oh, And I'm, awesome. I'm trying to, to rattle it off. I can't rattle it off off the top of my head of Campbell's what the event is. Yeah, But it's uh, something out at the fairgrounds. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, look for Dan Peters if you're out there, out and about. Celebrity, celebrity radio man Dan Peters will be over at the fairgrounds. But, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a fantastic weekend in the city. Uh, and I know a lot of you folks get up and go to the lake cabins and all that. This will be one of the highlights. I don't care what you're doing. It just doesn't get any better. 
We've got a great show for you today. Our guests include City Councilor Teresa Staley. Teresa hasn't been on the show for a while, so we have a lot to talk about. There is a whole bunch of city stuff. She's already peppered me, Dan and I, peppered us with suggested topics. But don't let that scare you. <laughs> Dan and I will control this conversation as much as we can with Teresa Staley. Thea Miller-Ryan of the Outdoor Campus will be in, and she's bringing John Jacobson, who's from Confluence, and they're going to talk about the Park Board-approved uh, master plan for Sertoma Park. Big changes at Sertoma Park. That'll be fun. And a new member of the Weird Friends Stable, the Bad Mother. She's a bad mother. <laughs> Uh, so that'll be a blast, and I'll have a P&L statement just after the break. Today's topic, the localist revolution, the localist. That's all coming up on the Patrick Lally Show, the happy hour edition here on Information 1000 KSOO. We'll be right back. 319 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Yeah, and it's time for the PL statement where we get a little closer to free, or at least try to, by looking through the news and uh, finding things that make us happy, sad, angry, inspired, disgusted, all of the emotions that are out there that come up from day to day while you're, you know, keeping track of what's going on in the world. And uh, today, uh, you know, okay, here's the thing. So there's a couple things going on. Uh, you got this uh, president's lawyer thing, right? So... President, uh, apparently, uh, Michael Cohen taped uh, his discussions with President Trump regarding the whole Stormy Daniels thing. You know, that that uh, that's just going to throw more uh, salacious gas on the uh, fire. But, uh, you know, I don't got much to say about that. I've 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 never really cared that much about that story. You know, Um, obviously, Michael Cohen is an interesting cat. um, But in terms of. uh, you know, who Donald Trump slept with, I don't care. Um, then, you know, locally, we've got some stuff going on. we got Teresa Staley coming in later, you know, but it's fine. It's good. That'll be a good discussion. But I found this column, and again, I, you people know this. Regular listeners of this program know I like David Brooks. The man's just a good columnist and because he, 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 he's smart and uh, very thoughtful. And has the broader context always in mind. So this is a column today, uh, the your New York Times, Localist Revolution. Sometimes it pays off to sweat the small stuff. And th- what I like about this is it, it takes a practical yet very philosophical look at how we solve problems, right? Because that's government. And the lead is we've tried liberalism and conservatism, and now we're trying populism. Maybe the next era of public life will be defined by a resurgence of localism. Localism is the belief that power should be wielded as much as possible at the neighborhood, city, and state levels. Localism is thriving as a philosophy and a way of doing things because the national government is dysfunctional while many towns are reviving. Politicians in Washington are miserable, hurling ideological abstractions at one another, but mayors and governors are fulfilled, producing tangible results. And... I agree with that. I think that's very true. Um, 
I think the best things that happen happen locally. And that's a, you know, that's a very conservative, that's a classic conservative viewpoint. You make the decisions as local as you possibly can. Power should be as local as it possibly can. And I agree with that because these are the people you look in the eye, right? These are the people you know. These are the people that you have to see at the grocery store, at church, at the park, at concerts, at jazz fest. And it's much more difficult to vilify somebody who you know or you have to see publicly. Which is one of the reasons I like the uh, parliamentary system in Great Britain so much because you have to stand up and say these things to people. It's sort of the opposite of social media. Just some great stuff in this column. And it, it, it makes me think a lot about how we problem solve, right? Because that's what government is supposed to do, ultimately, is solve problems that we have collectively. Not your personal problems, the collective problems. Bad streets, you know, unsafe neighborhoods or uh, challenges of growth and transportation. Solve problems. Brooks says in this column, under localism, the crucial power center is at the tip of the shovel where the actual work is being done. Expertise is not in the think tank, think tanks, but among those who have local knowledge, those with a feel for how things work in a specific space and an awareness of who gets stuff done. Success is not measured by how big you can scale, but how deeply you can connect. Yeah, you know, you don't see that from the federal government. There's a lot of uh, sub points he makes here, and, and uh, we'll, we'll get that column up on Twitter for you so you can read it. But it's on the New York Times. It came out today. Federal power is impersonal, uniform, abstract, and rule-oriented. Local power is personalistic, re- relational, affectionate, irregular, and based on a shared history of reciprocity and trust. A national system rewards rational intelligence. A local system rewards emotional intelligence, too in that you have you make decisions based on not just some sort of philosophical underpinning which is important you have to know what you believe but also how it will affect your friends and neighbors how does this move us forward as a community change in a localistic world often looks like a renewal of old forms which were more often intimate and personalistic than the technocratic structures of the past 50 years. Localism stands for the idea that there is no one set of solutions to diverse national problems. Instead, it brings conservatives and liberals together around the thought that people are happiest when their lives are enmeshed in caring face-to-face relationships, building their communities together. I mean, that's good. That's really good. And there's a lot more in that column examples and um, experts and things of this nature. It's not a terribly long column, but it's very good. And because that's, that's what I believe. And yeah, we talk a lot about national issues on this program, but not, not that much. Because the things that really matter here are things like schools. You know, the issues I like, transportation. Taxes, you know, public safety, growth, 
but also culture, art, beauty, recreation, health, wellness. These are the things that grow out of our city, not out of our nation. And yes, there are great uh, national challenges. There are responsibilities that must be taken. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm some sort of uh, screaming federalist. I'm not that either. But I know that the real issues that can be solved, the real progress that can be made, happens right here. And I can bring people in and I can look at them and I can go to a city council meeting. I can go to a commission, county commission. I can go to all these things. And I know these people and I, I know why they are saying the things that they do. And you can all do that because you live here. So maybe this is the age of localism, right? Maybe that's our way out. Maybe that's our way forward to realize the promise of the nation. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. Agree or disagree with me, you can drop me an email, Patrick at KSO.com. You can get on Twitter at P. Lally Show, Facebook Live. It's out there, all available to you. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. I'm very excited about this. A new weird friend, the bad mother. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three thirty-five on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and it is a it is a rare, rare moment, and uh, always very fun for me when I get to introduce a new weird friend. Because every day at three thirty. We chat with one of my weird friends and people come and go a little bit, you know, they get busy, they got vacations and uh, every once in a while I get to add somebody to the stable and today it's the bad mother. Hello, bad mother. Hello. I'm a terrible parent. (laughs) (laughs) So it starts off right away with uh, the, the, the whole premise of your life, your, the, every, every story you tell, every Every uh, uh, anecdote of antidote, anecdote. Ah, I'm struggling today. I'm struggling. Anecdote, anecdote of your life yes. is <laughs> comes from the fact that you're just a bad parent, right? I, well, you know, maybe not so much bad as lazy. <laughs> but, you know, I also like to couch this into the thing of, you know, my laziness is going to make my kids better people because really? I don't do everything for them. That's why you're I the mean, bad mother. Right. I, I do. And, you know, I mean, you look at today's day and age, people do a lot of stuff for their kids yeah. that they probably shouldn't. I right. mean, they're you know driving them everywhere, you know, picking out their clothes, making their lunches, you know. But and you're you're just unabashedly the bad. You're like no, no, you know. I it really does boil down to as I'm lazy, but you know, also okay, you know, I also work full time. Yes. So I can't do everything for my kids. So they're going to have to. They're going to have to pick themselves up and do some things for themselves every now and then too. So how are the kids taking it? They don't know any different, so. (laughs) (laughs) Do they ever come home and say, do they ever come home and say, um, uh, mom, uh, it's come to my attention that, uh, the other kids, uh, actually have people who make their food for them (laughs) or who, you know, uh, fix their toys and uh, things of this nature. They have not come to that realization. They're not self real, you know, no, but you know, I mean, they're self-reliant for things and you know, if, 
I mean, okay, I do feed my children, right? You know, oh, okay. But, <laughs> right, right. It's but, not that bad. No, but you know, like, I mean, my oldest is 13 and he's, you know, hanging out by himself at home during the summer. So, you know, I'm not going home and making him lunch and making sure that he's eating. He's minute, fully capable of doing it on his own. He has spent, so this, was <laughs> this his first summer? Oh, no, no, no. It's been a couple summers now. So, <laughs> so when did you turn him loose on the world? Oh, I don't know. Nine-ish, ten-ish. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But, you know, I mean, he's always had pretty free reign to do what he wants, you know, during that, you know, his time off in the summer. It's like, if he can get there by bike, he can go there, you know. I don't need to take him to the pool. He can ride his bike to the pool. And he is fully capable of making, you know, mac and cheese or heating up some sort of taco meat or something or making a pizza or ramen. That's kind of his staple, but, you know. <laughs> well, that wouldn't change whether you were there or not, right? Probably not. No. <laughs> so have you, do you get sideways glances from the uh, other parents at the, at, the, at the school or at the, at the football practice or what have you? No, I kind of associate myself with very like-minded people. <laughs> but, you know, I have, you know, I, we do live pretty close to uh, the, the schools my kids go to, and yep. I do make them walk. But there are parents on my block who drive their kids to school. And I'm like, you did not buy a house three blocks away to drive your kids to school and then sit in the, the drop-off line, oh, no. which is horrendous. I mean. <laughs> yeah, they, the fact is, is they could be, you know, uh, just a block away uh, when they hit the drop-off line, for the love of God. Exactly. Well, and you know, okay, and I did take my daughter to school once this past winter when it was super, super cold. Oh, you make them walk in the winter too? Well, yeah. You know, well, <laughs> you know, I actually, I mean, said, I'm like, if any, if you, you have, you know, permission to ride with any of the other parents on the block, if they're suckers <laughs> enough to get a ride and they do give her a ride, which I do appreciate because they're good people. Oh. And, you know. Oh my God. I can just see your kids <laughs> out there on the street, like waving at cars. Like, they go, hey! About, hey, thumb a ride. But yep. no. This um, is Jones. This is Jones. <laughs> When I gave my daughter a ride to school in the winter and there was a couple of other girls on our block that were walking. And I mean, the traffic, I mean, it was backed up even more on that particular morning just because it was so cold. The girls that were walking got there before we did. I mean, so I'm like, nope, done. I can't. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so, But they're going to tell the story, you know, when, when they're 30, that story is not going to be three blocks. That's going to be at least a mile. Probably. Yeah. You know, and uphill both ways. And, you know, <laughs> your uh, your reputation as the bad mother yes. will only. Get <laughs> I hope so. And then I hope they do the same thing for their kids. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. They have to. You know, my mom made us walk to school. Right. And I hated it. Wait a minute. Wait, I'm making you do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I also right. don't want to drive to the drop off line. Um, no. So <laughs> have you had any moments? So uh, your son's how old's your daughter? Six. So, but she's not staying. Your son is not babysitting your daughter. No, I probably wouldn't have a house to come home to if that was the case. They would burn it down and destroy it. And because, you know, they, and my oldest babysits occasionally. Mm -hmm. But I remember at the beginning of the summer, he's like, um, is she staying home with me every day? <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. She's going to Kids Inc. And he's like, oh. I'm like, just, you know, that's a lot of togetherness time Yeah, that, you know, they butt heads. But so in the early days when he was nine, 10, a couple years ago, and you would hear, say, I don't know, a siren. Did you ever like pick up the phone and call home just to make sure that it wasn't <laughs> your house? Well, you know, that's, you know, the, that's the, the 
pluses and minuses of like the Argus 911. You'd be like, oh, something's <laughs> happening on the west side. Is that on my block? No. All right. We're good. But, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, then you do the old burnt toast. Just burnt toast. Yeah. Fine. No, but, you know, he always was good at checking in with me, too. Mm, that's you know, because. Did you have to get him a phone then, we, right? We did. Well, you know, that's... at first we didn't. I, he just had a Kindle that had, you know, like a texting app on mm-hmm. it. And that was great because he could tell us like, hey, I'm going to go to the pool. Like, okay, mm-hmm. come at back. At least you knew where he was. Yeah. But then it was the idea that he couldn't, you know, obviously because that was just connected only to Wi-Fi and not like, mm-hmm. you know, cell data. So he couldn't like, you know, contact us when he was at the pool to say, hey, can I go over to yes, there are, so-and-so's house on right. the way there? There so, are branches off of the main journey. Right. And, you know, so finally we're like, all right, you know what? The cell phone is kind of the $50 a month tether to our kid, you know, kind of know where he is. So. <laughs> but you didn't get him like a full data plan or anything, did you? You just got him like a flip phone? Um, no, at first just... we just got him a regular phone, but then, you know, husband upgraded. We just uh, kind of all yeah, shared down the no. plane, you know. This, your kid is living the dream. He <laughs> actually, yes, totally. here's how it turns out, because he's got the bad mother. He is <laughs> the, he's the envy of other all the other kids in the neighborhood, right? Well, no, they all have, I mean... They all have their, you know, everybody's got their hand-me-down iPhones and whatnot oh, from okay. their parents. By the time days, they're so 13, that's... Pretty much, yeah. We had to rein in his data, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's because he's watching superhero movies and... Uh... Well, no, it's Snapchatting his friends. <laughs> you no. do What you do not do no. is you're, you're going on a fishing trip with Grandpa, you know, and the six-hour drive because, you know, Grandpa's pulling the, the yeah. camper and everything. So it takes forever to get north of Pier. When you're 13, you do not Snapchat your friends the whole time because it will eat up almost 75% of your family's data plan. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a cautionary tale. Yeah, cautionary tale. 6 hours of Snapchatting. Oh, Don't no. do it, kids. But <laughs> <laughs> Here's a here's a pro tip from the bad mother. That's good stuff. Uh bad mother, thank you for your uh making your debut today. Yes. And we look forward to finding you a regular slot in the in the stable of friends. It, excellent. It is fun. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Uh, we'll be right back with Thea Miller-Ryan of the Outdoor Campus, and uh, we're talking about big plans for Sertoma Park. Stay tuned. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And there's a waitress with a sweet tattoo. She's gorgeous and in love with you. Uh-huh. 3.47 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And it's Friday. It's uh, 3.45-ish. So it must mean it's time for Thea Miller-Ryan from the Outdoor Campus, who joins us today. As always, Thea, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And always bringing people with her. And today, it is none other than John Jacobson, who is a landscape landscape <laughs> architect with Confluence, which is a architect, landscape architectural firm. John, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And the reason John is here is because, and I did not know this, there's a new master plan approved by the Parks Board for Sertoma Park. This is pretty exciting, is it not, John? That's right, it is. Uh, the new master plan was approved by the Park Board just this last Tuesday um, for the main heart of the Sertoma Park campus, which is about 105 acres in size. And so Sertoma, most people know this, but it's right there on 49th at, uh, at the Big Sioux River, mm-hmm. uh, West 49th Street. It's uh, adjacent to the outdoor campus, part of the campus. We're right in the middle of it. Yeah, and also also the, uh, uh, the the Butterfly House Aquarium, that whole complex. That's right. So why did we need this? Ma- Sertoma's fine, man. Why do we need a master plan? 
Oh, you bet. Well, Sir Tillman Park's unique in, within the city infrastructure because it's comprised of a number of different partners, which include, as you mentioned, the outdoor campus, which is state game fishing parks, and the butterfly house and aquarium. And then, of course, it's all located within the city park. So we really have three partners there accomplishing a lot of a number of similar recreation and educational goals uh, within their purview. Yeah, and so you, uh, you guys are a private firm. You get this contract to do this uh so you're like wow that's a big chunk of land what do you do then sure sure so essentially what we did um we specialize in a lot of public infrastructure projects so obviously it's the public who uses these types of facilities beyond the private entities that are there so one of the ways we approached this project is we started a private survey uh, to be able to get input from the public uh, anybody who uses the park once a year or someone who uses the park 30 times a year. And we received over 850 responses back to that survey. Wow, that's impressive. And what was the theme here? What did you learn? Well, I think the theme is that the users of the park represent the diversity that's within the park. Um, uh, really, the three primary reasons that people go there are, one, for the free play and picnicking at the large pavilion. That's huge. Um, yeah, it is huge. They go there to use the outdoor campus facilities and the things Thea's always telling you about, and then also the butterfly house and aquarium. And so uh, w- what do people want? What, do they, what sort of things do they envision for this lovely area? Well, I think there's a combination of things here. One, there's built facility improvements that people would like to see. Um, They want to see increased opportunities uh, for uh, indoor education and recreation at the Butterfly House and Aquarium. I know GFMP uh, is talking about increasing their education, which I'm sure Theo will talk about. He is very happy about that. I I am. She's lighting up over there. Yeah. We want to add on some space where we can teach more archery indoors so we can do it year-round. Oh, that'd be cool. So if we do that, of course, things have to change a little bit in the park, too. So thus the... One of the reasons for the master plan. You want more axe throwing? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've done that before. It's, quite fun, so. it's really fun. Uh, you know, in 75%, based on our survey, 75% of the people who use the park use it um, twenty up to 20 times a year and mm. access it via a car. Um, so that means it's a community park. It's a destination park as opposed to just being a neighborhood park. So that diversity of uses, whether it's walking the trails and seeing the nature area, wildlife viewing, combined with the built amenities is a big reason why people go to Sertomo. But what can you realistically do um, there that you're not going to really transform the park in any great way? You're still going to have what it is. But what can you do from an outside perspective in terms of uh, uh changing whatever activities might be available there. Sure. I, I prefer to see the master plan as a roadmap for development over time. So as one of the particular users needs to make a change, be it outdoor campus or butterfly house or the city of Sioux Falls, that roadmap's in place for them to be able to expand what they need to do, whether that is increased trails, increased public access with a new walk along Oxbow Avenue, replacing an existing pedestrian bridge, um, more educational and interpretive opportunities. We've got boardwalks in the master plan Mm. for increased exposure to the river uh, and to the oxbow that goes through there. Um, Just basically, the master plan enhances already what's there and increases its ability to serve a growing public. But you also don't want to lose that sense of wild. 
I mean, because that's uh, that's one of the things we worked really hard on, and and John and his group did a great job in interviewing us, who are part of the park every day. You know, we don't want to lose the green space. We don't want to have it look like we paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Right, you know, right? There's already a big parking lot, <laughs> right? In there. You don't so want that. we we really talked about that and what are the best ways to retain green space and make it still look like a prairie in a park. Yeah, it's an awesome place, and uh, it, you, you, I imagine it's a, a really difficult balance to strike. Here. It's a very hard balance, but you know, ultimately that main heart of the park is about 105 acres in size. And the area that we're talking about redeveloping or enhancing only adds up to be a couple acres of that total. So it's a very small percentage. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I love the park. I know a lot of people do. It's a very highly used area, and uh, as you mentioned, a lot of different pieces to it. Uh, Thea Miller-Ryan, she's the executive director of the Outdoor Campus. And John Jacobson, landscape architect with Confluence, who's working on this uh, big plan that was approved by the Park Board on Tuesday. Guys, thanks a lot for filling us in. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we'll chat with, well, we'll actually talk Phil Shrek about the weather. We don't need Dan Peters for that. And then uh, we'll have Teresa Staley, city councilor, in for an extended conversation, which will be fun for everybody. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. This is a public service announcement with guitar! Know your rights! 3.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. We've been talking about Jazz Fest this weekend. It's, of course, starting today, but also downtown summer crazy days i rode my bike through there on the way to work today and oh my gosh stuff everywhere just deals like you wouldn't believe get down there it's gonna be a beautiful weekend love downtown and i love downtown crazy days for more information on that and other events in the sioux empire go to our calendar at ksoo.com coming up after the news with mr dan peters we're gonna chat with phil shrek chief meteorologist at ksfy severe weather center then City Councilor Teresa Staley. Oh, my. We have a lot to talk about. Stay tuned. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Investigation. Rush of far progressive God. We're not that you can relieve me. If I'm buried beneath the sun. But the angels know the sea. 414 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And I am quite pleased, as I, I'm always quite pleased, as it turns out, because that's the way I am. But I'm really pleased today because Teresa Staley's here, city councilor Teresa Staley. And uh, she, um, she's the first guest I think I've ever had who sent along her own agenda. <laughs> so we'll get to, we'll try and knock all these down. It's a little long. I don't know that I we'll can get... talk fast, Patrick. Really? Yes. Um, well, that's good uh, <clears throat> because it's a long agenda. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Teresa, it's been that's a while. That's what happens when you're, you know, going to these meetings all the time. You have agendas that you follow. Yeah, and but I don't. I just sit. With, this show is just a conversation, Teresa. I understand, but it's always nice to have kind of a a, a plan of action. Yeah, that's good. And so on your list are. Okay. Let's just, we'll just talk about the, I mean, we're not going to go you through this all You notice one thing now. I didn't put on there was axes and alcohol. So I thought we would avoid, I know well, she I tried bringing that up with that last guest. I heard that. No, that, but that, no, that wasn't, a, they have, that's an outdoor campus. They have an axe throwing thing as part of their, uh, oh, okay. I their thought you were regular right. festivities over there is the women's day. Try it day. 
Women try it, Dave. They oh, okay. have axe throwing. Okay. But no booze. Mm-hmm. You voted no on that, on the... Uh, on the, on uh, the yes, I did. How come? I asked the question in the midst of this discussion about what, what kind of alcohol usage we allow in gun ranges and archery ranges, and, and it, I got a real fuzzy answer on that. Well, do we have any it, alcohol use at well, gun ranges? Well, there was a question about what they did at Badlands Pond. Yeah. And they were separate facilities but connected. It, well, so then the, the the applicant was talking about dart throwing, and yeah, I did that make was... the comment, I, you know, I'd rather be hit by a dart than a hatchet. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking of, you know, I have been a hit danger. By a dart. Well, it, but then I found out after the fact that I, I, um, I think the darts that they use now are magnetized. They're, they've well, they're been, plastic. they got plastic tips on them, they're and they're safer. fine. There's still yeah. people who play. It's not that there aren't any steel darts out there, but the leagues basically are all plastic and 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 some of my colleagues i mean i was surprised one of them didn't vote no with me but they were talking about trying it for a year then we can come back and revisit well i mean and and i i just to me i i just i have a right to vote how i'm going to vote no it's fine and it's uh this is the place and we should say this is the facility that's going and i can't remember the name of it. it's going into the old mingwa on 10th street and it's going to be like a adult gaming sort of situation i don't even know I, well, I, I just, I think it's going to be cool. I just don't know. Axe throwing seems a little extreme. And I'm sure, I'm sure there will be safety. It's not like it's going to be random axe throwing. Okay, let's not. I have exaggerated it. Uh, yeah, and I put it on Facebook. I don't know if you caught that. But I, I, I put it out there. I said we passed a, had yep. this facility for axe throwing alcohol. I voted no. What do you think? And it was interesting to get the feedback from yep. different people. Uh, yep. You know, some people think i should be a guardian of safety and others say you know this is a free country and you know nobody's gonna get hit with an axe i mean that's it's just a weird combination right i mean it's just a weird thing we have not had that before you you know and and the point being that other people have made is you come back to the fact that you guys denied it for the west mall theater Mm -hmm. that that's that is right because it's dark well, yeah, we didn't have much conversation about this one, except that we can revisit it in a year. They can come so. back. The The West Mall 7 people can come That's back, That's right, right. They could, yes. And do you think that after all this conversation about now uh, Prairie Berry going into the West Mall and some of these other places, that now the West Mall theater people might have a better chance because you've you've granted licenses to axe throwers? I did not. No, I know. Well, I you did, did as a body. We we do these things communally. Well, well, you can't say you can't say you voted against it. Yes, but so we that, make decisions communally, Teresa. You can't just say I did not. I did not support it. So you to say that they're going to come back in again, and because this happened, that I would. I mean, I can only control my vote. Did I'm, you vote I'm, for the uh, West Mall? No, I can't remember. No. You voted no. Why that, did you that vote was, no? I believe that was 8-0. Was it? But anyway, so Patrick, that wasn't on. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Those were let's, not on the agenda. Yeah, see how this Let, goes. Let's come to the fresh. So you've got, uh, okay, let's let's just go down the topics here. Okay. And I'll, I'll decide which ones we talk that about. fine. Uh, you've got the uh, school bond, which. The we'll school in, bond. We're going to oh. talk about that in a minute. Okay. Uh, the, uh, uh, in the election, uh, public input, public swimming input. pools, mosquito spraying. Mosquito spraying. Um, the new mayor. Uh, which, yep. And then uh, uh, a whole bunch of information about wastewater, which well, that the $260 nothing, million dollar Yeah, nothing is, says better radio than the, the wastewater treatment stats. 
<laughs> those that's what I, I wanted to connect the dots with those stats yeah this will be good radio so, let's start okay. talking numbers and connecting dots no let's okay. seriously this is a big issue it's it's the it's probably it's the largest capital project in city history right i would say so 260 million dollars yeah. that will be that's twice the amount that we paid for the event center yeah and, but, and let's yeah. talk about the event center that that that's being paid on a bond yeah for 20 some years yep. and it's about 9 million a year okay to pay that off right so double that and we're going to have that be paid for by the users that's I why understand. i thought that those those figures were interesting as far as who the customers are because i'm thinking to myself how the heck are 50 uh what do we got a total of 54,000 50, total 50, active users. How are 54,000 users, and that's a single family, multifamily, and commercial, how are they going to pay up an $18 million bond a year payment? I mean, I just, and, and they've said it's all going to be on, on the users. So we haven't well, heard I mean, this the makes, details yet. That does make some sense. Okay, waste, the other thing is wastewater is the, the treating the sewage so we can put it back in the mm-hmm. river, right? Right. This is, is right. not your drinking water. That is right. I mean, ultimately... That it's all right. our water. But so doesn't it make sense for the people who flush the toilet to pay for the people who own the toilet that gets flushed to pay for treating of the water that comes no, through I, the toilet, I understand. Right? And I think right? we have okay. been. And, but they're pro- projecting this on, on future growth. And we're, we've been hearing for years that we're growing by 5,000 people a year. Yeah. And so I've been asking the, the, the Forward Sioux Falls people, our, our city planners, um, who are those people? Where are you getting those numbers? Well, Guess what? Oh, no, it's not the census. Well, there are census projections. This is Every something year. that's pulled out of the air. I'm, ha- I'm having, I- I'm meeting with, okay. the, I'm meeting with them next week. Okay. They, they are, there's nothing solid. Well, and so I mean, I'm saying, let me go to AmericanFactFinder.com and pull up some figures for you. Well, and let me, let's look at how many new users we've had yep. since in yep. two years, it's increased 2,000. Well, that's so that's not five thousand. I know, a year. but people are not users. You've got five people living in an apartment. That's five people. That's one user. I understand that, but well, yeah. it's it's but as far as volume needed, it's two two thousand customers. I, I just I, I'm let's come back to the numbers. How are we? We've already doubled our water and sewer bills in the last since twenty eleven. Right. Because okay. they were, and they were they were low. And we should be take pride in having low I understand cost that, of living here. But you also here. do have to pay for. But we also need to keep it affordable so yep. that we don't price people on fixed incomes out of their homes. Out of, their, out of their toilet. And, yeah, water and sewer is something we have no control over. So, again, if I just don't know how we're going to pay for a $260 million project on the backs of these customers. Well, where do you okay. think we should get the money, though? Well, but do you want us to be paying two hundred a month for our, our well, sewer bill? I, I'm just saying where I'm asking a question. If it doesn't come from the users, where's it going to come well, from? Well, first of bond? all, I we think can't bond. You want a bond for it? It is a bond. It's a bond we, paid yeah, for we by, are the, gonna, we are by the have to bond revenue for from it. the users. I be- yeah, I believe. So where but, else are you going to get the money? Well, maybe part part of the second penny can be used. And we're using it to pay off the event center. Yeah, we're using it to pay off the administration yeah. building. Yeah, this is a. It very was originally important. for streets. It was yeah, it, well, capital projects. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we have yet to see how this is going to yeah. play out. But I just think people have um, 
No, it's legit. I have a right to be concerned about how this this huge project, which I I, I think they're asking for a gold plated project. It kind of comes back to what the school well, district's yeah. doing. Do well, you really we have? Ha- do you really? I mean, is there a different gold plated, silver plated, copper plated? You have regulations on how you treat the sewage so it goes back in the water. It's not like it's a Taj Mahal of sewage treatment. Well, we don't know that. Okay. And that, I mean, I, hopefully we're going to have an RFP put out. You so know what you we'll... should get excited about, though, in terms of the water? What? I had Dana Lesky in here the other day from the Friends of the Big Sioux River. The Sioux River is getting better. It's not because this Lake Norton cheese plant is going to be pumping all their nitrates down here because there's no nitrate standard above the uh, in the upper Big Sioux. So you we got to treat that water. Right? Right? I mean, that's a serious problem. Within the river. Yeah. Well, that's a whole, they're trying to work on that with buffer street. Yes. I mean, I, yeah. I can handle, I can help what's happening around Sioux Falls. Well, but, but again, I ran, when I ran for city yep. council, I said, yep. we're going to keep it affordable here. And so we have to find a solution that's not going to yeah. that's kick, legit. P- kick people out of their but homes. But why do you believe, okay, and, and, and I, why do you think that that facility is a gold-plated Well, I, I, because I think they can... I think from from the expenditures I've seen in the city thus far, when you have a, a lot of money coming in, you can spend a lot of money. Sure. And and our that new administration building, I mean, it was the best of the best. So I just we I don't know what checks and balances we can mm-hmm. bring in to make sure that we are really building what we need and not beyond that. And again. I've been asking for a performance audit of our water and sewer departments for years, long before I got elected, and I, that has yet to happen. I just think we've got certain people who are calling all the shots, and there's no there's no other oversight. So uh, they've come up with a plan. And the other thing that was alarming to me was when yeah. this was presented not that long ago to us, they told us they spent $840,000 for a two-year study. That's a two-year consultant uh, to decide, like, what we needed? Well, uh, to come up with some uh, this plan, okay. yes. So at the time, I wasn't, it wasn't even clear what the, where they were going with mm-hmm. it. We mm-hmm. had never heard about needing a $260 million new project during Huther's uh, regime. Do you understand that? That, that was I never know. brought up. Well, there were people who said that we are going to need, but this, no, not, Certainly, the the level of detail. Not the, not this. It was well. We knew we were going to have to do make. We knew we were at some point going to need a new wastewater treatment plant. Maybe down. Uh, but we, we didn't we know when. We didn't know how much. It. Yeah, we had yeah. a tour. and We got elected. Nobody said anything about this coming down the pike. We we've talked about needing to raise our rates so we could bu- build more lift stations. Mm-hmm. Make sure we don't have the sewage backups well, we and basements. Problem. Yes. So we we've been investing in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, tens of millions of dollars. And I think people people are just going to be real keen on seeing how this thing plays yeah. out. And and Brandon's having the same problem over there. And they, they've been prop- given proposals that they think are way too expensive. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, it, if we're building for growth, mm-hmm. we got to make sure that those people coming to town are going to share some of the burden. And we're not putting it all on the backs of the people who live here now. This is well, supposed well, to well, be shared. So that's where bonding will come in. You know, that, that, that w- the, the new users help to pay for it as well. Well, sure. But you all pay the same. I understand, but right. it's I mean, it but not like making saying, it so that, well, that it yeah. should be evened out as we move okay. along, I think. Okay. So, so well, that's, that's fair. And you just want to make sure that the thing is worth 260 If we're going to pay 260 well, it's worth 260 well, right? But, and I want to know how we're going to pay 260 okay. That that's That's fair. That's, that's going to be the interesting 
And I feel a great responsibility to watch out for our people. I mean, that's why I got elected, I do believe. So well, everybody should I, do that, right? Well, that's what I, I can only do what I'm doing. I understand. And, okay. So We're going to come right back and talk more with Teresa Staley, city councilor uh, at, from an at-large district who represents everybody in the city. After the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, this is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 435 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we return to our conversation with Teresa Staley, city councilor for the at, one of the at-large districts on your city council. And we always like to have Teresa in because it's a lively conversation, Teresa. I appreciate the lively, the, as I always say, the energetic, entertaining conversations. Thank you, Patrick. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, now, of course, <clears throat> we'll get back to your list. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Teresa brought her own agenda. <laughs> so that's always helpful for me as the host. Uh, I don't have to come up with any hard questions. Um, let's go here. Uh, public input. All right. How's it going so Pu- far? The well, changes in public no, input? No, cha- it hasn't happened yet. Oh, okay. The it's change to, will well, be... Well, imp- didn't Scott talk at the informational? Scott Aresman? Oh, th- that's, well, that's that public... Yes. Okay. We, we had two different public input energies happening. Okay. One of them mandated that these public meetings have to have some... But the limits and the first reading... Stuff hasn't happened. That yet. that hasn't that uh, happened. But this is all good, right? The change is coming. They're all good. It, it was breathe, Teresa. It was the best it could be. <laughs> it's pretty good, it, though. It was. I mean, honestly, it's not. I I thought in the end, and I understand. I I didn't personally buy into some of the concerns. The process right? was not good. The, there was, the way it the way it ha- played out was not. Uh, um, well, some it, bad, was, it was it, not there were some unfortunate incidents. It, we, we, I would have much preferred to have been approached about concerns with public oh, input that, that we, we could have had a, a working session. We could have talked about these things, negotiated, um, gotten input from the, the okay. community. And, and we actually ended up doing that after we were blasted with this this severe uh, nailed down ordinance that said we're moving it to the end of the meeting. I will tell you, I spent hours on the phone calling people who had participated in public input. Mm-hmm. I keep notes when I talk to people. Yeah. And and I spend many hours every week on the phone talking to people. Mm-hmm. So I called them and I said, you need to rally up here and stand up for other people's right to speak at the beginning. I also spent my own money and sent out thousands of oh. postcards to alert people about this mm-hmm. because too often in our community, people don't know about an energy or an ordinance until it's been passed. So I, I, I did that, um, and because people stood up and spoke up, they were the people pushing this were forced to back down, and God bless our mayor— he intervened and said, well, well let's what, just, what can let's we not, do? I mean, it's, they're all public people here. The, the ordinance was brought by uh, uh, Mr. Solberg. And, Marshall and, Selberg, yeah. Selberg. I apologize, Marshall. Yeah. My fault. Um, and and, and Mark Kiley. Yeah. And they brought an ordinance to move it to the end, which is yes. perfectly within their rights. They don't have to come to you to put forward an ordinance. No, they don't. And I know that you're upset that there wasn't more collegiality perhaps at the beginning but that sometimes that's just the way it goes right that and they didn't they, win the they, day because they didn't do that 
Well, it, well, we were told, oh, there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I, they were not going to allow people to bring photographs in to show. I know, public. I know, so I know. So I'm just what, that's you're that to me the that should have been well. I they did if they if in fact you're you were upset because there was not more communication going in, which is a legitimate concern. Okay, because well, we're talking about I, collaboration. Yes, and we just yes, started a new I, chapter. What I'm saying, just let me keep going okay. here. Your that was your concern. They did it a different way. In the end, their way didn't work, right? They they came up with a, a compromise, right? The comp- because of the mayor, came, the mayor sort of said, "Isn't there something here we could do?" Right. Now, well, I, wanna, I I met with the mayor and I, I said, you, "You know, it's really too bad this is happening at the very beginning of your I would agree. of your term as mayor that when we're trying to have a new start and and it." it Anyway, it, 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 it happened. Now, my, my concern moving forward is that we've got uh, 30 minutes total, mm-hmm. and so we're going to allow 10 people to speak for three minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, some people may talk for a minute. And that, well, that is yet to be played out to see if right. they're going to limit it to 10 or if... Yeah. We'll see. It, yes. So um, we'll see how that, how that works. We, yeah. but, but in the end, and this is what I'm trying to get to, so in the end, isn't the compromise... Pretty good, because in the end, what you get is comment during first reading, which to me, that's the most important thing out of all that is the fact that now you actually can say something at first reading, which always seemed really awkward. Th- that will be a that will be good. And I also asked for that to be put into yeah. it. So but but I think first reading was being handled by the beginning input. And, and yeah, I know. And you're like, for example, your your biking group came in, I, and yeah, and I, I mean the icon I was there. lounge people. Yes, and <laughs> so the thing that will be that will be sad is moving forward if 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 people like your biking group comes in and then they don't step up right away, it's going to be a mechanics. No, thing but of, they would come in on first. We would come in on first reading. No, no, you weren't even there. For, you weren't uh, there for. You just came to make an, a point about the. Right, I know. Red thing. I know. So it and wasn't it was, an ordinance issue. I, I understand that, but we could come in on first reading, and if it wasn't an ordinance yet, uh, yes. you'll come in at the beginning. I understand. And I'm saying it would be unfortunate if you came in and there were so many other people ahead of you that you don't get to speak. Well, we'll have to see if that happens. I mean, don't you think so? I mean, it, that's a, that is a legitimate concern, but having other opportunities for input may reduce the stress on that opening half hour. I mean, we'll just have to see how that goes. And that, the neat thing is that it's flexible, and if it doesn't work out, we can always bring a, another tweak to the ordinance and maybe allow for actually Some collegiality. Yeah, allow for fifteen people to speak, maybe forty minutes of public input. Whatever's going to be helpful for the citizens right. to be heard. Because you know what my idea is when you have the big things. You okay. know what I mean? When you have big like issues. Like Icon Lounge. Two or three times a year. You know what I mean? Yes, These that's things right. happen. That's right. You set aside a public hearing. This is how legislatures in other places do it. Mm-hmm. Or other bodies do it where they say, you know, we need to take public input on this. This is a big deal. Let's set aside a different time. And that's all we do is we talk about, we just we just open up the microphone. You, Counselors don't have to be there if they don't want to be there. If they're, mm-hmm. if they're not going to listen anyway, it doesn't make any difference. But whoever wants to show up, shows up. And you have public input for however long it takes. And yeah, it's another obligation for the council. But I'm talking about two or three times a year. Think about that. Shoot that one around a little bit. Take Send that up the flag. Well, I, 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 I'm, I hear you. 
I, I hear what you're saying. So we'll just have to see how this moves forward um, starting uh, the 1st of August with, with this new public input. Cool. We're talking with Teresa Staley. She is city councilor from the at-large district in the great city of Sioux Falls. And we're going to come right back and chat more on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 446 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we're chatting with a city, council, tr- city councilor, Teresa Staley. That's not that hard to say. And yet, I, I, I purport to be a professional broadcaster, and it's not showing today. Teresa, uh, we're working our way down your list here. We've talked about sewage and uh, what was the last one? Oh, uh, uh, the uh, public input. Public input. And uh, we're not going to get to the whole list, so I'm just going to say this right off the bat. We're not talking about the school bond election. Because you're not on the school board, you're not in the company. I understand you're a citizen. We all have, but we're not talking about that. I, you know, it's fine. We just then we won't get to anything else. Can I say one sentence? The county audit auditor should be handling the absentee voting for the school board election and the tabulation of the votes okay. on election night. Thank you. Period. Okay. Okay, we got that out of the way. Um, you've got on your list here uh, mosquito spraying. Now, uh, the mosquitoes been bad this year. Because it's been so wet. That's been my impression. There's been a lot of spraying in my neighborhood, I've noticed. In fact, they were spraying last night when it was kind of windy, which surprised me. They used to only do it when it was still. What's the deal with mosquito spraying? Well, um, I think they've been doing an excellent job of getting out there and covering the areas of our community. I I will tell you, I've been contacted by some citizens that have concerns about um, how safe it is to be sprayed physically. Yeah, I know. It's disconcerting. and, I've well, ridden through it. I've been sprayed. It's not. It's not something I. Well, there's something on about. the website. It says you should go inside I the know. house and, and take your animals in for an hour, until an hour has passed, and turn off your window air conditioning unit. So we had a citizen come to public input and and pitch the idea of hooking the notification system up with the the same technology we use for snow alerts. I can get for those that. people who. People who want to fo- yeah. who follow it. Because what's wrong with that? I mean, there's no. And well, th- well thankfully, because she brought it up, uh, one of our TV stations picked up on it. So they were public input. Nobody watches TV and anymore. They, <laughs> they, they got Don't caught you know it. That? Everybody's got okay. Netflix. And I, I, I sent that TV story to the mayor, and he said, "We're we're working on it." Oh, well, there you go. Well, it was it was wonderful. Let's so, go down. So that's okay. good. That's one. Uh, so the moral of that story, Patrick Lally is that if you don't ask, you won't receive. Right. And, and citizens and, have power. And citizens have power. And and I'm always saying to, that people call me up and I say, how can how can you help to work on a solution for this? We're See, not, I love that. We're not who's, who's this? What's this woman's name? I want to thank her. Do you, I mean, it, she came to city council. She so came to city council. Rhea. Rhea. Cotus, I think. Well, Rhea, thank you. Thank yes. you for being an involved citizen. Yes. That's what we like. The local... Here, I'm going to give you something to read. Where does it go? Yes, local government is where it's at. Here's the localist revolution. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a column. You're going to like this. Uh, it's from David Brooks. In the New York am I reading, taking it with me? Or yes. I, no, oh, I don't okay. need it. I have, I, you wanted me to read have, it on the air. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I, don't, right. I already read it on the air. Okay. Yeah. But, you know. You should listen to the show. It's pretty listen good. Listen to me. Uh, Patrick, I get what? so many emails from people. They call me. They email me. They p- message me on Facebook. And, mm-hmm. I, and I always say to them, um, send it as an email so I can get it in the system. You like to document things. Yes. Okay. And oh, then I, 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 we have a great staff member and we work together and we get a paper trail going. 
and and that way we get some um, accountability. Mm-hmm. And and many times we get a nice result for these people. Yeah, that's a great yeah. story. I love that. And if it happens, that'd be really cool because I want to know. I just want to know when it's happening. So when I hear the noise, is that in fact, or is that just my neighbor out with a chainsaw? You know what I mean? Right. And there was a reports of, of the, the, it coming past the a concert at McKinnon Park Bandshell and spraying the people. And and that. Well, it's not like it. It's but, not but, like you feel. It's not like raining down. But some upon people you. have allergies. I know. And they're very I know. It's disconcerting. Yeah. I'm not going to. that. So, it's chemical. And. I know what you're saying. And there's also this w- same woman brought up the, uh, the options of looking at something more organic, more natural. Sure. And that's something we always yeah. want to be doing. Yeah. So that, that the, was a You want to be as safe as you possibly yeah, can. Yeah, that was a positive. So that's good. Way to go, Rhea. Rhea was her yes, name? Thank yes. you for that. Um, uh, next, uh, speaking of the mayor, let's talk about you have and the new mayor on your, on your uh, uh, list here. Uh, what is your relationship so far with the mayor, Paul Tenhagen? Paul Tenhagen. Yes. I, let me first say that during the campaign, I, I made a, a con, conscious effort to meet with all of the candidates yep. and to interview them. Yep. And I say, remember that. Yes. So I had already met with him two times beforehand. Yep. And um, it has been wonderful. He has been, he, he responds to me. He, he really is affirming to all of us. He's tr- working to make this uh, a group effort mm-hmm. and i think it, i will it's never going to be kumbaya i know everybody no. knows that but but i think he's got i said this to him this week i said paul you got people pulling on your nose your toes and your belly button <laughs> <laughs> and he, he did laugh too but it, the, the truth is the, the the he's 40 years old he's a kid i mean he can oh be my, my god yeah he is a kid but he's a good kid and he is a smart kid and and he's a ha- very hard working young young man in my opinion so i i see him he's doing 40 years old he's great things just out of the you know he, go ahead he's a when go you ahead. get older patrick I, we look yeah thanks keep going you look like a kid too oh thank you Teresa. i appreciate yes. that you look so, pretty good today uh, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> keep you. going so anyway so he, he's i i'm really excited and i'm also like if i can say something mm-hmm. i'm so excited about my colleague janet brecky mm-hmm coming on board. Janet, Tell her to return my email. I need to get her on the show. Oh, I will. Well, and Janet's, you know, she's older than I am. She's a little, you know, some of uh, us are, are kind of... I don't see we're kind of. Well, I'm just saying that some of us aren't quite as technically uh, savvy as no, others. No, she's fine. She's and so, but yes, I will tell her. But she, this woman has guts. I tell you, if people think I'm aggressive, wait until you see Janet Brecky in action because she stands up for what she believes in. She's uh, she's very collaborative. I, I admire what she's been able to pull so off. So you're, you're, you're so far new counsel, pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty good. Kurt Sale's been very cordial. Everything's yeah. going to be nice and quiet down at Town Hall. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that, but uh, no, everybody. Good, it's good government be can, I think, is sometimes noisy government. That's you know? right, and yeah. and so, but I, I, I it seems like things are going great. There will be, th- there will be times, but so far, my impression of. Paul Tenhaken, it's been fabulous. He like he's going to come back on the show here. We're working up the yes, date, so. and, and I get I I don't have I have a sense that he's trying to to keep things open, and he's mm-hmm. he's doing the he's treading water and trying to to uh, be forthright with with how That's things good. are happening. He and he certainly has been that way with us. That's awesome on the council. Uh, so very quickly, very you got thirty seconds 30 on seconds. swimming pools. Okay. It's swimming on your pools. list. I don't even know what oh, you want to say about uh, them. What I to say about swimming pools i bought myself a pass to go swimming yeah it was 40 bucks for those yep. of us who are old and so 
older. Keep going. So anyway, okay. So I just want to tell people, get out and use our pools. They're wonderful. They're wonderful. That's a great message, Teresa, because they are. And and if you don't use them, they're going to turn into spray parks. First, uh, also, I want to mention, speak to the Parks Department. And then there are free wading pools at Frank Olson and... and, um, uh, where else is the oh McKinnon Park and yeah. then there, well, the one on the west side uh, Keen Park Keen Keen thank you For, free so take your kids there, there use these things on these hot humid days it's a wonderful experience I just want to say Parks Department I saw a guy out uh, I mentioned Sun's show the other day you should listen he was uh, scooping up and blowing away the uh, goose poop I mean I, that was above and beyond to me on the bike trail cleaning uh, goose manure off the well, bike trail we, well we get complaints about I that know all but the time. They, that's yeah. that's amazing. That's so, a good thing, right? Okay, it's gonna, a good thing. Yes, we're going to stop. Teresa, thank you. Hey, thank you. We're going to come right back and finish up the show. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. <laughs> 458 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. It's all the time we have today. Coming up on Monday, local author and Augustana University professor Patrick Hicks will be here. Uh, some weird friend. I don't know who it's. I know it's going to be the Buffalo Maiden. We moved her to Monday. Tune in. Information 1000 KSOO. Have a great weekend, everybody.